Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Dr. Leah Houston. Dr. Leah Houston is the founder of HPEC and a board-certified emergency physician. While practicing emergency medicine across the U.S. for nearly 10 years, she recognized a common problem, uncompensated administrative burdens related to physician employment and credentialing are a leading cause of administrative waste and physician burnout. She realized that blockchain could solve the obstructive regulatory problems in healthcare with its distributed ledger technology by creating a decentralized community of physicians. She began working on the project and named it HPEC, the Humanitarian Physicians Empowerment Community. HPEC is building a platform that will give every physician a self-sovereign digital identity attached to their credentials in order to create a democratic digital physicians guild. HPEC will streamline the current antiquated and laborious process of credentialing, reduce administrative waste, improve access to care, and give physicians sovereign ownership of their data and employment rights. The organization will also create an opportunity for physicians to communicate more efficiently about policy and practice in order to improve patient care. In presenting a solution that has the potential to alleviate the administrative waste for health systems, government, and practicing physicians, she is a recognized and requested national speaker on the topic of decentralized identity as it relates to healthcare. Her work was featured as part of the first HIMSS Blockchain and Healthcare textbook published in 2019. A lifelong advocate, innovator, and investor, she has also spent lobbying for public policy and healthcare reform. She understands the problems that plague the healthcare system from the inside and out and has dedicated her time to repairing the current global healthcare crisis. HPEC will restore physician autonomy to the practice of medicine beginning in the United States and expand. With this particular time-sensitive podcast and the worldwide pandemic of COVID-19, I wanted to add that Dr. Leah Houston was just named Chief Medical Officer at Crown Biotechnology and consults for Zymo Research. They are currently working together to obtain FDA approval on a unique and effective coronavirus test to fight this pandemic. Good afternoon, Dr. Houston. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Dr. Houston, if I may, I could call you Lee for the podcast. Yes, no, please call me Lee, of course. Yeah, okay. Like many professionals these days, Leah, especially medical doctors, you have made that leap from being a physician, emergency room physician, you jumped into entrepreneurship. Based on the bio, was this more of a need or was it just a passion or did you have that epiphany one day? Well, I love practicing emergency medicine. It's my passion. It's my joy. It's, I dedicated my youth to learn, to you know, diagnose and treat complex medical conditions because I wanted to help people. I didn't ever really want to own a business. I actually remember some of the reason I chose emergency medicine is because I didn't want to have an office. I didn't want to be a boss. I didn't want to hire people. I just wanted to take care of patients. So it wasn't that entrepreneurship was something that I really preferred or wanted to do. I came across a problem that was a huge problem. And then I came across a solution that it seemed like nobody else knew what the solution was but me. And I just felt compelled to make it a reality because the problem was so big. I like that story. A lot of people that I've talked to and had as guests on this show say, you know, I just had this epiphany one night and I had to do it. And But I like the fact that you went into medicine. I can tell that you're a caring, giving person and that typically a lot of those healthcare folks get into that arena because they do want to help people. In fact, both my daughters are actually in healthcare. One's studying to be a nurse practitioner now. So because this podcast is called The Digital Executive, Leah, we want to talk a little bit about that technology. And what really got me going was the 
the two things that you were doing around fixing healthcare is utilizing blockchain technology. You know, this is something I'm studying now at MIT, and we understand the high cost of healthcare today, but how are you uniquely tackling this issue with your blockchain and in your company? Yeah, so people have heard the word blockchain because, you know, there was a big hype around Bitcoin and Ethereum a couple of years ago. You know, but saying the word blockchain technology is kind of like saying the word JavaScript. You know, as we're working, you know, as we're interacting with computers as humans, we don't really know what the technology is in the background that's running it. But there is a new secure technology that allows for peer-to-peer -peer transaction. It allows for secure data transfer. It allows for us to organize data and to trust it without the need of a third party maintaining that data. And that's what blockchain is. And that's one version of how you can explain it. But, you know, in the healthcare field, we have lots of data that needs to stay secure. You know, we have the HIPAA Privacy Act that was enacted in 1996. And, we, you know, we kind of made a law saying everything has to be private, but we don't really, we didn't really have the technology that would allow for that until now. And if we pay attention to the 21st Century Cures Act, which is a data privacy act for patients, and it's got a lot of other language in there, this type of technology could actually make that, that requirement, that regulatory requirement that the government is implementing a reality for physicians and patients. Thank you for sharing that. I think that will give our audience kind of a better understanding of blockchain. Not everybody understands what blockchain is, and that all started obviously with Bitcoin or binary trading. So thanks for sharing. Leah, it's interesting to note that this is a current event right now, but you recently traveled to Los Angeles. We're in the middle of this lockdown with COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Could you kind of explain some of the groundbreaking things you're working with a laboratory right now? Well, yeah. So right now, healthcare workers are really having a hard time. Not only do they not have enough protective equipment to protect them against the virus as they're caring for individuals who are symptomatic, but they also have no way to test them. There's not enough tests currently being produced. And so there's a laboratory that's been around for you know over 25 years in Irvine, California called Zymo Research that has a special reagent that has been used for many, many years. It was, you know, the founder of the laboratory is also a physician. He discovered, the, you know, the way to test for West Nile virus. This has been used uh, by NASA and by the Army to stabilize different cultures for transport. It's a special proprietary reagent called the DNA-RNA shield. And so whenever something like this happens, they want to make this special reagent available to the public so that we can increase access to testing that's not only safe, but heat stabilized. So right now, I think all of the tests out there currently require ice when you take the sample in order to stabilize the RNA molecule, it's an RNA virus, and prevent it from denaturing as you're transporting it to be tested. And so this DNA RNA shield stabilizes the virus, kills it, prevents it from being infectious, and allows it to be transported without denaturing, meaning that once the test is run, it's much more accurate and it's much more sensitive. So there'll be a lot less false negatives. And so this testing company reached out to me on Friday and there's a, a company called Crown Biotechnology that's going to start using this DNA, DNA RNA shield to develop coronavirus testing for the public. 
and they asked me to come on as chief medical officer. And so I'm down here, you know, working with them to get uh, FDA approval, working with them, uh, you know, to make sure that we develop this test in a safe way so that the public can get their hands on it and get the test so that we can know who's actually infected and who just has a cold. You know, right now we don't have any idea who has the, has the virus and who doesn't. And it's putting a tremendous strain on the healthcare system because physicians don't have enough protective equipment to protect themselves against everybody that walks in the, in the door. Interesting. Leah, just to kind of reiterate, I know you'd mentioned that this particular test is unique and has some unique advantages, I guess, to some of the other tests out there. How soon do you think we could get this approved? And I know the FDA is going to fast track some of these tests. How soon do you think that'll get approved? And what's honestly, how successful do you think this test will be if we could mass produce it? Well, the issue is this test, this uh, reagent has been around for many, many years. It's been used for many, many years. It's been developed and used by the U.S. government for many years. So this is not a new thing that we cooked up overnight and we're hoping to push through the FDA approval. This is something that has already been tried and true. It's already available and accessible for clinical use in hospitals and health systems across the United States and across the world, actually. You know, China has been using this reagent in, in this recent outbreak themselves since they started experiencing this. So we're not pushing through anything anything that's brand new. So I would hope that the FDA would really um, make this a priority because without the tests, number one, the public is scared. They don't know if they have it or not. And number two, the healthcare system is under stress because of the lack of protective equipment. So if we had the answers, if we knew who was infected and who wasn't, we could use our resources to properly isolate the right people, not expose people, and give people the proper instructions to try to get them the best care and make sure that they stay safe, safe and healthy. Okay, that's good to know. There's a lot of topics out there right now around you know, what should be done and what types of tests that we need to be fast tracking. But what you're working on sounds amazing. And I, and I truly hope that we can get this out there and fast track. So Lee, what I'm going to do today, this is a, typically, I'm, I'm kind of going out of the norm here for this particular podcast. But what I'd like to do is kind of as, as we wrap up, is there something that you would like to share around the coronavirus or COVID-19 with our audience here? It's, you know, it's, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you watch in movies and it's, it's extremely scary because it's extremely more virulent than a lot of the other, you know, than the flu and things like that, that we're used to, that we even have a vaccine for, and we have no vaccine for this. And I think that people have heard about flattening the curve. It's a real thing. You know, I know a lot of people are kind of rolling their eyes about this, but Every person that you expose yourself to during this pandemic, you're increasing the chances that somebody very, very sick could get this and that person could possibly die from it. So I think that we need to just be very mindful of our interactions. I think we need to wash our hands, wipe down surfaces with five to one bleach solutions, use isopropyl alcohol if we can access it. Uh, try not to touch our faces and try to just interact with as few people as possible, wear masks and try to stay inside, you know, and it sounds crazy, but if we are able to do that, if we as a country can come together and demonstrate that we know how to follow rules and that we respect people in power who have made the rules and that we trust that they know what they're talking about, 
and that we want to protect each other by following the rules, then I think that we're going to get through this. If we don't follow the rules, then we're going to overwhelm our healthcare systems. The clinicians and physicians and healthcare workers that take care of us are also going to get sick and we're going to have a real, a, a real problem, which, I, you know, I've spoken to people who, you know, are in, in Italy and they are overwhelmed. The doctors there are having to decide who gets to live and who gets to die. And we don't want that here. And I know we live in the land of opportunity and the land of access and, you know, the idea that we don't have enough supplies and equipment to take care of everybody sounds kind of ridiculous to people who haven't experienced something like this, but it's the truth. I'm an emergency doctor. I've worked in, in the intensive care units. I, you know, have to intubate and resuscitate people with respiratory failure. And I don't know what it would be like if I didn't have a ventilator to hook somebody up to. It would be very scary, and that's what we would be facing if we don't flatten the curve. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that, and I'm sure our audience will too. I always enjoy having, not enjoy, but also learn from professionals like yourself that are on the show to help provide some advice around some of these current events. So I appreciate that. Dr. Lee Houston, I appreciate you for being on the show today. It was certainly my pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon on another podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. I really appreciate it. Stay safe, everybody. You bet. Bye for now.